I, I really believe that this is going to revolutionize the way people work out. They're going to go to one place to get everything they need to get results instead of running around to five different diff- yeah. studios yeah. with different modalities. It's just a waste of time. And the consumer isn't educated in how to put a workout together that works. So this is the new model. This program is really developed to create that from the ground up. And I think that's going to that's gonna change the way you experience fitness. If you could create the perfect blend of energy, positivity, strategy, and hard work, her name would be Anna Kaiser. Anna is a choreographer and fitness entrepreneur who was named as one of the 100 most influential people in health and fitness by Great List and has been the personal trainer to big names like Kelly Ripa, Shakira, Carly Kloss, Hilary Duff, and Sarah Jessica Parker. She's also the founder of AKT, a fast-growing prescription-based dance concept deeply rooted in movement and positive energy. Coming up, you'll hear how and why Anna created a fitness program like nothing else out there, and why it took two years to perfect it before moving out of beta, how she lives a balanced life with no two days the same, how dance has played an important role in Anna's life, about her time touring with celebrities, and the exciting yet challenging path to franchising. This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Anna Kaiser, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Let's go back to the beginning. How did you get into fitness? It was a long time ago. So, <laughs> um, I actually taught my very first dance fitness class in 1996. I was in a very uh, intense dance program in high school and wanted to find a way to just enjoy dance with my friends and their moms. So I created a fitness class the summer between my junior and senior year of high school, had all the moms and their daughters come in and uh, we just exploded in a room with no rules. And I went home and I sat down on the couch and I just couldn't move for two hours and I was <laughs> addicted to that feeling. I wanted to do that over and over and over again. Um, so after I graduated with my BFA in dance, uh, the dean of the School of the Arts knew the general manager at Reebok Sports Club in New York. And I was moving here to pursue a career as a professional concert dancer in a company um, and really be an artist. And I needed the other half to balance that out, to mm-hmm. keep myself in shape, yes. to give me sort of a respite in the middle of the city. Um, and at that point, it was really the most elite gym in New York City. There was no boutique fitness. Um, it was a gorgeous luxury gym, still exists today. Um, and it was really that, became that's home the one for on the Upper West Side, Upper West Side, Columbus and 67th Street. Um, I could shower there in the middle of the day yeah, and yeah. drop my stuff off in the locker and take amazing classes from the Group X instructors upstairs. Um, and I, uh, I did a lot of different roles there. Um, I was a, an event planner. Um, I worked with kids. I developed my own Group X classes upstairs. I worked with private trainers. I mean, there were so I ate lunch there and had yeah. meetings there. It was great. Stephanie so, and I actually, when we first started this business, she was a member there because she lived on the Upper West Side. Yeah, and that's that was our office. That's where we worked. We would eat there, work there. I think, she would, I think she would work out sometimes, but we mostly just worked out of the cafeteria there. Yeah, it makes sense. And they've <laughs> since, you know, remodeled it and upgraded even more. Now it's an Equinox. Mm-hmm. It's just such a gorgeous um, gym. So that was really where my fitness journey began post-college in New York City. I remember walking into the Group X director's office and saying, I want to teach here. And she looked at me like I was crazy. I mean, the people that taught upstairs had been developing a following and a community and their own fitness methodology for years before they were allowed to teach there. It was really the premier fitness place for um, Group X instructors. And then 
she got desperate and needed a nine o'clock slot filled and she gave it to me. And I decided to create a class called Ballet Body. I had to burn the the CD of music because that's what we were using back then. Um, and it was terrible. I It was terrible. It was so uncomfortable. I was awful. Every week I tried to get better and better and better. And then probably after three months, I walked back into her office and said, I'm good. I need to take a break and Why go and really it was figure terrible? it out. Um, you know, when you've been a performer for a long time, if you're in a space that is just awkward, it's not working. Yeah. Well, there would be parts that would work, but not in the way I wanted it to. It was yeah. not as slick and uh, well-designed as I wanted it to be. So I walked back in and said, nope, you were right. Not the right time for me. I'm going to go and figure it out. So that really started my, um, my desire to learn more and cultivate a really cool, different way to work out. So what did you do? Where did you go? What did you do next? Well, my career as a dancer was really taking off at the same time. So um, I was performing on, in you know many different theater shows, uh, 50th uh, anniversary of Broadway's West Side Story, uh, touring with the International Tour of Fame, uh, the musical. Um, I did Carousel and Music Man and Gypsy and uh, charity shows on Broadway. And then got into film and TV with Enchanted. Uh, the Disney movie Enchanted did pre-production, was a principal dancer for that. Went on tour uh, with Shakira and helped choreograph for her in the Bahamas for six weeks and then did her She-Wolf video. I mean, I, I performed in Carnegie at Carnegie Hall and Showboat and the Revival. I had the most fun. Um, but in between jobs, I would always come back to fitness. Um, so my first job was in 2004 in Philadelphia. I did Denise Austin's first customizable DVD. Um, and that was a really fantastic experience. Her choreographer uh, and lead at the time was Lisa Wheeler, who is now the creative director for Equinox. And I re that, that was the first time I had seen – uh, sort of the the behind the scenes uh, uh, space in fitness, just in general, what that's like. It's very different than being a dancer, being a performer, and shooting a video and what goes into that, the programming. Um, and then I uh, decided to work more on my fitness knowledge. So I went back, got certified in National Academy of Sports Medicine, uh, Pilates, until I couldn't do another 100. And then mm -hmm. yoga until I couldn't do another sun salutation A or B series. I was just too much of the same. Um, and then pre-postnatal, TRX, which was too much on its own. You could sort of put it in between other things. I was spinning with Ruth before she created Flywheel at Reebok, but then I couldn't fit into my mm -hmm. jeans anymore. I was powerlifting, but then I lost my neck. Oh my and in between all of those things, I kept going back to dance to neutralize and really proportionately redesign my body. Um, after you know trial and error of so many things, I went to Mount Sinai and studied with the cadavers um, and really learned about the body and oh how it connected gosh. from the inside out. And then I was introduced to interval training when I did Insanity with Beachbody in 2009. And that was that was a brand new phenomenon. High-intensity interval training was the way to go. It was the most efficient, most effective way to work out. But I really felt as though it was designed for a man's body. And I got very stocky mm -hmm. and um, there was a lot of upper body work. It was tough on the joints. So I started to think, what if I was able to take all the things that I loved, combine them with dance and create a dance interval workout that lent itself to uh, creating a strong proportionate figure for a female? Um, and that's, that's when the idea sort of birthed that is today AKT. So at what point did you decide to start it? What year was that? 2009. Uh, no, that's that's wrong. 2011 was the official start. I incorporated, decided that I wanted to uh, create a business and do it on my own. It was very scary. Uh, I, did you have a business partner? I had a friend who had Her worked at McKinsey for 12 years who sat down with me and we wrote the business plan together. Um, and it was so good. 
We came within five hundred dollars of uh, revenue of our revenue projection at the end of the first year. It was the business oh plan was gosh. so good. I mean, we still she's still such a good friend, and she's also a CEO of. Um, her own fashion brand called Project Gravitas mm-hmm. uh, now. So we were in constant communication, lots of stories. And I think that's one of the most important things about owning your own business, specifically as a woman, is having people yes. around you that are also going through it. You need a support system. It is not easy. <laughs> Did you raise money or? I um, actually uh, partnered with a client uh, Lisa, who was the one who – Lisa's son, who's now the CEO and founder of Project Gravitas, was the one that wrote the business plan with me. Uh, we pitched the idea to a client um, and she funded the first studio. And the uh, the revenue from the first studio was so successful that we actually self-funded the studio in Nomad, the studio in East Hampton and the app – oh, and the DVD from there – before I needed to raise money. That's great. Well, yeah. let's take a moment and celebrate. So we actually got you a present, something what? that Stephanie and I like to do. It's a surprise and delight our guests. And it's something that we recommend our clients do. So it's in your entrepreneurista swag bag. Oh my gosh, what Right is there. It? Open it up and take a look. Oh, that's so fun. It looks at your social media. So <gasps> it's based on what we saw. Oh, fun. I love presents. <laughs> <laughs> We saw you ah, like to drink a lot of coffee. I do. That's so fun. <laughs> and there's people dancing. Soul Sisters, you are amazing. You got this. I say all these things. That's fantastic. Do your Perfect. thing. Girls get it done. Made for you. I love it. I love it. So made for me. Thank you. That is really nice. That's so thoughtful. Yeah, I'm glad you and like it. And it's gold. It. it goes with all my jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also important. Well, and you better post about it on social media. hundred um, percent. Okay. So I have a surprise because you gave me a surprise. So I feel like I should return the favor. <laughs> For your listeners, if they use the code entrepreneurista, they're going to get 20% off their first membership. And memberships range anywhere from $140 a month to $360 a month for unlimited classes. Thank you. That's so exciting. <laughs> So yeah, okay, so going back into your journey, so you opened up with one studio, you were so close to meeting your projections, you basically met them. Yes. Uh, what were the challenges like in that first Well, we surpassed year? our projections by 500, oh. but we just came so close to what we That's originally projected. Awesome. It was great. Um, and then, I'm sorry, what was the, the question? The after? challenges in the first year. What oh, happened that first year that you goodness. were, was there a moment where you were like, oh, I didn't know. That this is this is what it was like to run a business. Yes. Well, the build out was tough, um, and staying within budget for a build out, specifically in New York City, I think anyone that's built out a commercial business in New York City knows that that is very very difficult. Um, so we had to cut a lot of corners, and I'm actually paying for it now, five years later, because it's not it holding up as well as it would have had we actually spent the money um, to to build it the right way. So now I have to go back and kind of redo the whole thing. So I, my, one of my um, words of advice is do not skip uh, or scrimp when it comes to a build out. Put the money in, especially if you want a lasting business. How much Otherwise does that cost? How much do you need to budget for something like that? Well, it depends on the size of the space. Yeah. So, And also that was five years ago. It's probably significantly different now, but somewhere around $200 square foot. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, depending on the space. It can be more, it can be less, but yeah, it's 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 expensive. Um and it also depends on how much equipment you have, how big the build out is. My second studio at Nomad, uh we had to file for change of occupancy cuz it wasn't zoned for fitness, which mm-hmm. takes a long time mm-hmm. and you have to go through a legal process with the BSA. Um so that was also something unexpected that um, that was very scary because we kept having to continue to put money into it. The build out got so expensive that I had to leverage all of my personal assets in order to finish it. And but I knew I knew yeah. it was going to work, and it yeah. did. But it was very very stressful. Um, and we needed to finish it. We opened the studio, and the floors weren't done. We had to lay down 
um, tarp so that people could walk on the floors to have the to have drinks and enjoy the party. But it was so successful that people were lined up around the block, and some of my clients drove by and they were like, "Oh my gosh, too many people can't get in." So another word of advice is make sure there's a PR person at the door <laughs> to make sure they take cli- care of your VIP clients. Um, so you already had a following before you even opened open the first location. Oh, yes. I mean, I worked for a lot of fitness companies that opened their doors before they actually uh, had completely vetted and baited the model. And they were using their studio to do that. And that was the wrong, wrong thing to do. So after I started creating what is now today AKT, I decided to beta the program, the class program in New Canaan, Connecticut in a B market to make sure it worked there. Uh, and then when that worked after a year, and it changed significantly over the course of that year, I decided to bring it to Tribeca and beta in an A market um, in a rented space. And it continued to change over the course of that year as well. So after two years of um, of essentially being in beta, that's when I said, okay, it works. People are excited about this. It's time to build a space and hire a management team. But I didn't want to do that until I had really tested the model and knew that what I was offering worked Mm -hmm. and was different than what anyone else was offering in the market. And then when you opened your doors on that first week, how did you get people there? Oh, word of mouth. I mean, so many people had already been doing it in rented spaces and then they told their friends and word spread. And I had an incredible publicist that believed so passionately in the brand. She had been uh, working for Equinox for years before that and was really bored with fitness and so excited about what we were doing. So the launch was announced in W Magazine. Um, I mean, we had coverage from Vogue and The Times and Women's Health and Well and Good. We we were very, very blessed. Um, and then, you know, word spreads very quickly. I really wanted it to be a destination. It is not on the ground floor. None of my locations right now are on the ground floor because I want you to come in and have an experience mm-hmm. and also feel like you're not in a fishbowl. That is your time that yes. you're giving yourself and – Anyone should be should feel safe and supported when they walk in that studio. Describe the experience when you walk into the studio. Well, my main expect? goal when you when the elevator doors open is that you feel happy. Like you feel like this is the most fun you're going to have. Everyone is happy I and supportive. Go. I'm going on and like Sunday. A warm hug. <laughs> Uh, because that's what fitness should be. It should just make you happy. And then you should also get results, you know, because right now we live in a culture of fitness ADD where people are running around to five, six different studios, Mm -hmm. one for yoga, one for spin, one for bar. And the consumer isn't educated in how to put a workout together. So they're spending tons of time and money trying to rearrange their schedule and meet friends, but they're not getting results. So they're coming to me and saying, I've tried everything in the city. Just tell me what I have to do. And that is the AKT program. Coming up, the path to franchising and a surprise. I love that you have created uh, such a happy place. That's actually what Stephanie and I aspire to do when building our company. Um, But as we all know, running a business is hard. The journey to get there can be quite challenging. Was there a particular moment looking back that was just such a big challenge for you to overcome and was part of you getting to where you are today? Whoa, yes, there were many challenges. <laughs> I mean, there were definitely days where I wanted to just quit and say, I this is too hard. Um I don't want to open a studio. I think I'm just gonna, you know, uh move on with my private clients and continue to choreograph and it's just too much risk and, and too difficult. Um and I think most recently Um, I knew after I had opened the three studios, the two in New York City, one in East Hampton, and the pop-up in Connecticut, it was time to scale. And how do you do that? Um, I could do it privately, but there are a lot of copycats in the market. Someone will do it bigger and take your ideas. And so fitness and wellness right now is really about scale. You have to be able to scale at a rate that creates a national conversation. So how to do that 
but maintain the quality of what I've uh, what I have in New York City and essentially the heart of AKT. I really need that to um, to be the center of everything and be able to maintain that. Uh, so I uh, interviewed with investors, VC, private equity, um, private investors for a year and a half and was trying to figure out what is that. There was so much risk in in finally taking money and giving up equity and partnering with someone in the next steps. Um, do I do it privately and try and uh, expand around the nation from New York City? So all of those studios uh, and the the word and you know, so far we've only spread through word of mouth. We've spent no money on marketing. Would be would rely on national brand awareness and marketing, and um, it wouldn't be organic anymore. And it would be somewhat slow because it's very capital intensive to open a studio, um, and we wouldn't be in those communities. So I would have to trust that they could figure that out without me there. Then I was presented with this new um, franchise option. And now when someone said the word franchise to me, it kind of sounds like a dirty word because you don't think high-end luxury boutique fitness studio when you think franchise. But um, the lead at TPG Growth um, who had built the fitness vertical at Catterton, so Equinox, Peloton, Core Power Yoga, he really understood fitness. He was partnering with Anthony Geisler and Exponential Fitness because Anthony was a master operator and knew how to franchise luxury in fitness. And he had done that with Club Pilates. And um, uh, Mark said, you know, they were thinking about some different fitness concepts and scaling them the way that he had done with Club Pilates, which was a very similar model to AKT. They had private training. They had classes. It was in a luxury studio with two rooms. And they had successfully scaled it from 80 studios to over 500 sold in three years at that point. So I thought, man, if we have TPG Growth, which is the best finance firm uh, backing it and exponential fitness, which is the best operator that can scale globally um, at the luxury level, and my creative content with AKT and what we're doing in the in disrupting the fitness industry. This could be powerful. This could be really exciting. Um, and also, each of those owners essentially. Um, is a new business owner. I'm giving other people the opportunity to use AKT to grow their own business. And spe specifically people who have been following us through AKT On Demand and love the brand and love what we stand for, they can reap the benefits and they can spread the word to their communities the way that we've been able to spread it in New York. And then they have the support of this major operational force that is exponential at the same time. So that just seemed like such a recipe for success. When did you make that decision to move forward we in that way? We closed a year ago, March 2030, a year ago. But it was an eight-month decision. There were, there were a lot of conversations, a lot of heated conversations. I mean, there were days where I just felt like a shell because I thought, no, they're going to take advantage of me. Or yeah. once I give up my baby, everything's going to change. And, you know, there's going to be a power struggle. And can I trust them? And is what they're telling me true? Um, there's so much risk involved because I hadn't given up any equity at that point or control. So it was a really big step. And if AKT was going to grow and become a nationally recognized concept and really um, have a chance to continue to evolve and lead in the fitness, the world of fitness and wellness, I had to do something big. What happened so in that eight months that well, made you comfortable with this decision? Because I can imagine, you know, Stephanie and I own all of our business and to bring on a, a partner can be daunting. New, well, new. I don't know course, what you don't know. Yeah. Over the course of the eight months, you get to know someone and you develop a trust. And I would fly out to the corporate studios, corporate headquarters in California, and they would fly out here and we would go back and forth. But at the same time, it was like dating. I was still having conversations with mm -hmm. other investors mm -hmm. and trying to gauge what was the right um, decision. 
And literally until three days before I closed, I was back and forth between private and essentially public. What do I do? Um, do we expand with a company that's privately owned with the headquarters in New York and just opening studios all over the U.S.? Um, or do I go the franchise route? Um, and it really came down to uh, – the opportunity to scale, how quickly we can do it, the support that's being offered and um, the trust, you know, that was, that was being built. And also they had already proved it. They'd already done it. So it wasn't yeah. as though I was partnering with someone where, where it was their, uh, their first foray into scaling fitness or, you know, they were sitting behind a desk investing money and I had to be the one to lead that charge. Uh, that is the hardest part of the job for me is, you know, opening and running studios. I don't enjoy that. Yeah, I really yeah. love the creative element yes, and yes. creating content, developing yes. a team, um, creating a certification program, uh, educating the consumer, um, being an expert in the fitness world. So I needed to partner with someone that could round out the other half of that equation. Well, other two halves, the financial end yes. and then also the operations. So I think it's really important to know what you do well and then be honest about what you need help with because you can't do it alone. No one can do it alone. AKT is the product of so many people, mm -hmm. you know, from the people that greet you when you walk in the door and give you those happy vibes to the instructor that is giving 150% of their passion in class to the clients that show up every day, to the team at Exponential that is taking this brand global. I mean, it really is the product of so many people. And it could never be done if I said I was going to do it all myself, ever. How many employees do you have now? 75. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's exciting. We've sold 45 <laughs> studios since October. Have any of them opened up yet? Today, our, our very first franchise location is opening in Yorba Linda, California. Um, I'm really excited. The doors opened last night. They got their certificate of occupancy. And um, yeah, I, I can't wait. Do you know all the owners? Is that part I of do. the process? I do. Yeah. Uh, we go through a very extensive process what, yeah, what on is both the process? sides to interview them. So if I wanted to open up my own AKT, what do I have to do? So you would fill out a form online first to make sure that um, you have the financial backing to support that investment. Uh, and then you are connected with a current franchisee. So you can talk to someone about the process and what that feels like uh, and what their experience has been. And then we do a discovery day. Oh, you, we fly you out for a weekend. Um, if everything matches up to that point, you come out, see headquarters, see exponential headquarters, meet the team. You have a whole day uh, to sit and really learn about the brand and the corporate team and the support they have to offer and what it means to be an owner, franchise owner, and also in the AKT family. Uh, and then you take class and uh, you get to meet uh, the team and I'll host the classes and meet everyone and make sure that they uh, can feel the brand and really are excited about getting involved with us too. So we have a dinner. Um, we uh, get to meet each other personally um, and both sides get to decide if it's the right decision because it's a big decision. And essentially we're all partners in this decision. So we want to choose the right people and we want them to be excited about it as well. Is there a particular type of person that tends to want to be an AKT owner? It's interesting. We have a very wide variety of people. So we have uh, the Goldman Sachs exec that saw it as a really great opportunity um, for his kids. He wanted to create a legacy for his kids. He sold a tech company and um, he wanted to own AKT in the largest markets. So he bought two in New York City and two in California and LA. Um, and then we have the client, one of my clients from Nomad, who um, uh, was went through a transformation with me, had her babies with me, and she just moved down to Miami with her husband and wanted to invest in three studios and bring AKT down to Miami because she was so excited to introduce it to the people there. Um, and then I have a couple in Denver who have just loved fitness and he's invested in a lot of companies and this is her passion project. And so they're doing it together. Um, 
So it really truly is a wide variety. I have a woman in Dallas who's doing it with her daughter, owns 10 studios. Uh, She really wanted to uh, capture the market. And uh, she believes so much in um, how uh, how AKT is truly going to revolutionize the way you experience fitness. She didn't want anyone else to have an opportunity to come into her market. <laughs> uh, so it's been really fun to meet them and um, be in the room when they're training and uh, meet their training team and their trainers. I mean, we do all of that. We train yeah. the trainers. We train the GMs. We provide them with the build out for their studio and potentially help with real estate and contractors in the area. And it's really amazing. I deliver all the content for every class every week. So their instructors and the playlists. So their instructors Great. really just have to take it and roll with it. So any dance class you go to or any band class, wait to do a class or any circuit class, whether it's in LA or New York or Miami or Nashville or Charlottesville is the exact same class so that we can create a national conversation so that someone in New York can be like, have you done the dance this week? And someone in Charlottesville can say, oh, I love that booty popping moment. Or have you done that push up? It's so intense. And uh, both on a social level as well as a um, an in-studio level. It's really exciting. Are you planning on opening up any more studios that you that are not franchised? Um, potentially, potentially. I want to really give the the my focus yes. to the owners that are coming on board first, so that we can make sure they're really supported and uh, um, the momentum is building. And then I'll go back to focusing on my own studios. I would imagine that to have such um, quality control across the country, how do you find trainers who can embrace the program? Is it hard? A very good question. There is no other dance concept, dance based concept that's scaled nationally. So there are a lot of trainers who have been trained because now fitness is expanding quite a bit. Yes. who want something new and exciting and different. And I'm delivering that content to them every week. And so it's essentially continuing education where they they get new and fresh and exciting content that they don't personally have to create. So it's an awesome opportunity for trainers, um, but we have to find the right trainers. So it does take, uh, it does take um, an audition so that they come in and the – the studio director and general manager vets them and then sends the videotape back to corporate and we vet them and then we bring them in and certify them. Uh, and then they have to do an evaluation to um, start teaching at the studio to make sure that they're ready. Um, but we are the only concept, fitness concept, where the content is the same, like from minute one to minute 60 at every studio. So um, it really does help streamline and maintain quality control across the board. Are you involved in the hiring process across all the studios or is, how does that work? I have a director of education okay. at corporate who heads that program. Okay. So everyone has to apply regardless of where yes. they are through this one I guess, system or person? Well, through the team. Yes. Okay. Yeah, through his creative team and then also with the studio team, the individual studio teams. And how long is a training program to get people It's five days. Okay. Um, you know, eight-hour days, five days, and then you take it back and take the material and you practice. And then about three to four weeks later, you hold your evaluation and you have to videotape it and send it in. And if you're not ready, we tell you to go back and keep practicing. And this is all while the studio is being built out. Okay. So everything's sort of happening at the same time. So when the doors open, they're ready. How many trainers do you need to open up a studio? Somewhere between six and 10, depending okay. on the size of the studio. What is it like to train people when there's no way to predict what the outcome is going to be if that person is going to be with you for a month, years? I know. It's crazy, right? (laughs) And it's especially – it's a risk that you take when you open a studio. Um, As any new business owner will tell you, there are – there are risks in any asset, right? So unfortunately, as a creative and someone who's really passionate about education and helping people succeed, if I get to the point with someone where we've been through the certification process and they're not the right fit, it's – Ah, oh, it's such a bummer. It like kills me from the inside. I want it so badly for them. Um, but you just have to come to terms with it and say, you win some, you lose some, and um, move on and find someone else. But it really, 
I, I put so much heart and stock into every single person. It's tough. Up next, the challenges and risks of training new talent and a brainstorm. Here's your tip of the week presented by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Hiring isn't as simple as putting an ad in the paper or posting to a job board. When you're juggling hiring with everything it takes to grow your business, it's important that you reach the right candidates at the right time. That's where LinkedIn comes in. And my favorite part about LinkedIn Talent Solutions is that you can find candidates who are actively looking for a job. This definitely saves so much time versus messaging people who might not be interested in your role. LinkedIn has over 600 million members that visit LinkedIn to make connections, learn and grow as professionals, and discover new job opportunities. In fact, LinkedIn members add 15 new skills to their profiles and apply to 35 job posts every two seconds. That's how they make sure that your job post gets in front of the right people with the right hard skills and soft skills to meet your role requirements. Things like collaboration, work ethic, adaptability. LinkedIn does the legwork to match you to the most qualified candidates so you can focus on hiring the person who will transform your business. And we have a special code for all of our Entreprenista listeners. To get $50 off your first job post, go to linkedin.com slash Entreprenista. Again, that's linkedin.com slash entrepreneurista to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Let's talk more about franchising. I actually know someone who would be interested. How can they find out more information? So they can go to the website, theakt.com forward slash franchise. Um, and there's a live information on there. Fill out the form. Um, they can also DM me on Instagram and I can give them more information. But essentially, uh, it's the opportunity to be an entrepreneur with a lot of additional support. So we're giving you the business plan. We're giving you all the steps from step one to opening those doors and beyond and support there too so that you do have the opportunity to own your own business. Um, and to do something really meaningful and revolutionary that has never been done before. We are one of the only, if not the only, concept that is scaling nationally that has zero Me Too's. We have zero competition in the market where a concept like spin or yeah, yoga or yeah. row or treadmills, everything has another version, another yes, Me Too. Yes. There is nothing that competes with AKT. So any market we go into – we are going to disrupt it. It's also a great um, uh, uh, compliment to a lot of different workouts. You know, it yes. rounds up the fun. Oh, I can't wait to cardio, try it. Strength. <laughs> it's awesome. I can't how wait. Much, how can't much does wait. it cost to buy into this? Somewhere between three fifty and four eighty, depending okay. on the market. Really, okay. you know, everything is included. So the training of your entire team, the real estate, um, the build out, the uh, the branding. I mean, everything is included in that number. So if I went back and told little me who was opening my first studio on the Upper East Side that I could open a studio for less than $500,000, I would be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe how much money it costs to open these studios in New York. That is insane. I mean that you could do it for 380000 and also have everything, the business plan, the training. I mean literally everything. It sounds amazing. It I is. definitely know someone who's interested, so I can't wait to tell her more about it. <laughs> um, so what's next? What's next for AKT? I know you're really focused on franchising right now. Yes. And I also know that you have the online streaming component yes. as well. But what's next? Where do you think it will be in 10 years? Oh, my gosh. 10 years. So 10 years, it's going to be global. We've already sold the rights to Australia and Japan. Ooh. And uh, we are – I really believe that this is going to revolutionize the way people work out. They're going to go to one place to get everything they need to get results instead of running around to five different diff yeah, studios with different modalities. It's yeah. just a waste of time and the consumer isn't educated in how to put a workout together that works. So this is the new model. This is – I can al – I'm already starting to see hybrid workouts happening, you know, or yoga is starting to add strength and weights or bar is starting to add a cardio element, but they're yes. secondary. They're yes. secondary thoughts. This program is really developed to create that from the ground up. And I think that's going to that's going to change the way you experience fitness. So you're going global in 10 by in 10 years. 
How do you balance it all? We'll be in four continents. We'll be in four continents. <laughs> what? How do you balance it all? I can imagine your life must be so, so busy. It's so exciting. I am not, and I <laughs> think any, any entrepreneur would say this. I am not a nine to five person. Yeah. I remember working at a law journal in front of a computer. My eyes are bloodshot, tearing. I was not motivated at the end of the day. I mean, I was a very physical person. I would yeah. work out or perform every day yeah. and I could not get myself to a class or to the gym after a day of sitting in front of a computer from nine to five. I was miserable. It was two months of my life. Um, I would rather, uh, bartend than do that. It just was so tough for me. So I realized that I needed every day to be different. And the only way to do that is to be an entrepreneur and a business owner and make every day different. The The messiness of it all is kind of fantastic. I love that. And I don't truly believe that anyone can find perfect balance in life. So I focus on being 100% present in every moment and getting enough of everything. So, you know, I have the hour and a half with my son in the morning before I go to work. Um, my workday is all sorts of different levels. So I'm doing a podcast in the morning yes. and then I'm running to train Kelly Ripa and then I have a meeting with my corporate team and then we do our KPI call and my manager call and then I'm uh, in a room inspiring the training team with a new dance for next week. Uh, then I'm running home to pick up my son. Um, uh, and my husband gets home. And then last night I ran to meet a friend who was from California to see Frozen because we have a friend in the show. And uh, we wanted to do some social media to support. But it's all so fun and exciting. <laughs> I feel like if my life was – and there are you know different strokes for different folks. Yes, but if yes. I were to wake up, have coffee, go to work – come home, see the baby, go to bed every day, I would just not be yeah. a happy person. It's yeah. not the same high. I'm used to running on endorphins and I get uh, it. love people and being in the moment, sort of experiencing all of those things um, at a, 100%. I find that when on days where I have nothing to do, although I look forward to those yes, days. Yes, I do. And I feel like you appreciate those you appreciate days more, right? Them, but I also have a hard time like sitting still. Yes. I have a really hard time not doing anything. Yes. I don't watch TV. Yes, I don't. No, I, don't I, I can't pay attention to it. Like... I actually just joined a book club. <laughs> okay. A bunch of friends of mine and I, and we're all um, entrepreneurs. Yeah. We, there's five of reading. us and we just started our own little book club Ooh. and we meet or have like a Zoom session nice. once a month, talk about the books because then it gives you something to do that, to you relax. know, where the end goal yes. is a social experience yes. so you don't totally feel alone in it but i know what you mean because otherwise it feels so silent you're like, oh god so you're still doing the the personal um personal training training with celebrities how do you I need fit that to. in okay. and i teach class at each studio every week um and i fly to new markets to teach class um and inspire a new audience as well, because I need to know what works. Yeah. I need to make sure that I'm always in touch with my audience and I'm always actively um, training. Um, I'm never going to be the person that sits behind the desk and creates programs. Like I need to be in the room, yes. feeling it, tasting it, sweating with the clients, both on a, a uh, personal training level. I mean, Kelly and I have been working together for this is our 11th year, four wow. or five days a week. We have a very awesome, close relationship. And so it inspires me to create new content when I'm with her. It's a very safe friend space. But um, it also, I, I mean, you know, it's much harder to keep someone in shape over the course of 10 years than to get someone in shape who's never worked out. So it's um, a challenge for me to constantly create new ways yeah. to keep her in the best shape of her life. As She's in we great older. shape. She's an insane she is shape. in great shape. Insane. Oh my goodness. Insane. She looks amazing. Well she can pretty much do yes. anything. So it's inspiring for me to be in that situation. And then also to be in front of a class audience where I can see what is resonating and what works and what doesn't. I can take that and essentially it's my lab and bring it to the rest of the, the U.S. 
You've built a pretty active community on social media, both for your business account and also for your personal account. How, how do you manage it all? Oh, that's such a good question. You know, I've tried working with social companies and I've found that it doesn't, it's not as authentic. I yeah. have to do it myself. Yeah. And I also love to hear the response from the audience on social too and hear what they're loving and educate them on a social level. Um, it's really fun to connect with a, a much wider audience on social. So I've grown to love it, but it's, it was a challenge. It's, it's been quite a challenge to grow a social platform. As you know, it's yes, not, it, yes. it's, it really is a, a very interesting beast and a totally separate business. You're very active on your Instagram. I now, am. Though. I am. So I, I know. You a lot of credit given everything else you have going on. <laughs> it's Do you fun. sleep? I know. I don't sleep as much as I used to. <laughs> Uh, I used to be one of those people that ne- needed eight hours of sleep, but life is life, now you, you just know. Need six, four. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last night I got four, but coffee is an amazing tool. Yeah, well, now you have a whole <laughs> a new vessel to yes! drink it from. Um, so let's do a brainstorm, which okay. is something else we like to do on the show. So, is there anything that you have going on in the moment, or you're thinking about that you would want to just go back and forth on, brainstorm about? Oh, put sixty see. seconds on the clock. Let's see. Mm. How would you describe AKT? So I already admitted this to you. I haven't gone yet. Yes. Uh, so I'm an incomplete outsider. But I do follow Lindsay Lane. Yes. And I, I see you and her doing your workouts all the time. So it's something I've been wanting to do for a really long time. But just with my schedule, it's been tough. But I see how much she likes it. And it looks like so much fun. Like so much fun. I did a dance class with my mom when I was on vacation in the Cayman Islands. And I was like, oh, this is so much fun. I need to do this more often. And for whatever reason, I just didn't. But I think that that feeling that I got from doing the workout class while on vacation is what I'll get when I come to you. Absolutely. Studio. So, so it's a it feeling. just looks like a great experience. Yes. It looks like a lot of fun. Yes. And I haven't done it yet. And I'm sure it'll just confirm that. But... I'll just say from an outsider looking in, it just looks like a lot of fun. Absolutely. And it's a new experience. It is fitness as an experience completely. Yeah, I can't wait to try it. Does she – she always does private with you or – No, she's sometimes in class. Okay. Um, so right now her workout is modified because she's pregnant. Yes, yes. So um, – She's doing mostly modified private training because she wants to – she has, you know, some complications she's talked about in social, yeah, so she has yeah. to be careful. Yeah. So that is really smart. That's a really smart way to work out and be careful and have an expert take care of you while you're pregnant or recovering from an injury. Yes, and yes. we can provide that. We have really expert teachers and trainers. It's part of what we do. Maybe that – maybe this already exists. But this could be a potential good idea for you. Just like a just a pregnant woman only workout class. Yes. Well, I have a prenatal program on okay. my app. Okay. So anywhere you are, you can do the prenatal program. It's four different workouts. Um, so depending on how you feel on any given day, you can go to that. But um, yeah, I agree with you. It's my favorite population to work with because as a mom and going through yeah. that myself, I feel very close to that population. And one of the things that frustrates me the most is when they go into a class and the instructor goes, oh, just don't do it if it hurts or if it feels weird. But they're giving them absolutely no information on how to work out when you're pregnant, which does need to be very different than you work out when you're not pregnant. So um, I love educating women on how to do it the right way. I know. I always get so – I mean, I've never been pregnant before, but when I'm in the gym or at a class and I see a pregnant woman there, I'm like, oh my gosh, how, how is she doing this right now? Yeah. But obviously, there is working a way, out while pregnant is probably very important. Yes. And there's a way to work out that will support your labor, which is what you're really getting oh. ready for, um, and a way that you could potentially work out that will make that much, much more difficult. Do you have any health and wellness tips for women out there who are thinking about starting a business or or starting a business or just running very busy lives? Oh, my gosh. So much. (laughs) Um, One of the things that has really helped is don't make a to-do list. Put it in your calendar. So yeah. even if it's five-minute increments at a time, everything that you are are setting out to do the next day, 
put it in your calendar and actively make time for it. Because if it's sitting on a list, you may get to it, you may not, yeah. you may lose the list. Yeah. Um, and so what I found to be the most helpful is to make my list the night before and then put it into the calendar for the next day, two days, week. Um, it's really helpful to have that in front of you because we so often – just start running task sheets on our computer, yeah. on our app, on our phone. Yeah. Um, so that has been a really useful tool. Um, I would also say it's important to know what you do well. And don't start a business that has been – that is already present in the market. Find something that no one else is doing that you do really well and then find a team to help offset your weaknesses um, because no one can do it all. And anyone who pretends they can do it yeah. all <laughs> is um, not someone that you want to have on your team. <laughs> yeah, no. You, it really now is about building a team atmosphere, working together, yes. being transparent in that and letting them know about your struggles and helping to support and cultivate their growth too. Yes. Um, but you want to be passionate about what you're doing and then uh, realistic and truthful about what you need help doing. Um doesn't mean you can't still lead the company, but you definitely want to have a good team around you. 100% agree. And then is there one tool you think every entrepreneur should have? Ah, one tool. Uber. Ah, yes. <laughs> I love Uber. You get so much done in Uber. You know what's great to do in Uber is meditate. So yes. I have a friend that any Uber ride she takes, that is the time where she I do that sometimes. That's awesome because, you know, it's a quiet space and it, it really does kind of reset you for whatever is coming next. It's a good one. Um, but what else besides Uber? That is a great tool for any entrepreneurista. Um, <laughs> also, uh, a glam squad. Also oh, a yes. Great tool yes. Because uh, the time that it takes, I don't know about you, but the time it takes to do hair and makeup, you could be working, yes. making phone yes. calls, yes. doing social media, you know, eating lunch. And they do nails down now, too. So, yes, yes, they do nails. I mean, that is a godsend. That just really saves you four or five hours a week um, that you can be actively um, doing your job and giving yourself back some hours to spend personally. I agree. <laughs> and lastly, what does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? So for me, being an entrepreneurista means first and foremost, getting excited to wake up every day, um, having challenges that I need to conquer on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, um, and uh, I'm constantly growing. I mean, you always have to be open to anything that presents itself to you because no one's owned a business. When you own a business, it's always going to be the first time you've owned a business. So there will always be new challenges thrown your way. And I love the excitement of that and tackling that. I couldn't agree more. Well, Anna, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm Courtney, and this is the best business meeting we've ever had. <laughs> Thanks for listening. 